Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Shaved my head. Shaved it. Truthfully, I think it looks sick. I like it. I shaved my head one other time during the demic when I was locked down, knew I wouldn't be seeing anybody other than the motherfuckers I was living with. And um, I didn't care for it. And I realized what the problem, my mistake on the first shove was that I didn't go down low enough. I went down to like a one maybe. This is what you call a double zero gap, I think. And uh, the first time I did it, it kind of just, it just showed off where I was balding to a level in which was just, it looked bad. But now it's shorter. And I also think, you know, it's probably weighed also by the fact that my hair is worse. So what the shaved head is competing with in terms of the other alternative is a lesser opponent, you know? So I think it's beating it out. But I also, I'm kind of, I'm really looking at myself and I'm like, it's kind of nice, dude. I like it. What I also like about it is that there's just not, I'm sick of just like kind of blending in. You know, my beard has always made me stand out the last few years. It's a good one. Not many people can compete with it. But there's a bunch of dudes who like kind of have a beard and then also have kind of a head of hair and they're white and they're, you know, doing comedy. And it's just like, should we have one of them or should we have Nanny at it? But now I'm like, I'm the shaved head motherfucker with the dense beard. And I like being that dude because there's not many of that dude. For some reason, that tickles my taint. And um, I like it. What it's What's weird, though, is no matter how much I like it, the first... I've had it for probably like a week now. And uh, I've gone out with it, been seen with it. And the real, it's it's a vulnerable thing, dude. Because it's one thing to do it during a pandemic. It's another thing to do it when you got shit to do. When you got shows to do. When you got places to be, people to see. And um, it's it's weird. It's not weird. It's just, an, it's a... It's a new feeling, sort of uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, but it's just, it's like, this is what it felt like to me, going to a place for the first time with this tightly buzzed head. It's uh, it's just, it's like walking into a place with your dick out. It feels as vulnerable, honestly. If having your dick out also wasn't a crime, it would be equivalent, the actions. Because you're just walking in, you're like, here it is. Here I am. This is me and nothing else. Can't manipulate it anymore. You know? It's even more vulnerable than a dick because with your dick, you can be like, look, what you see is not what you get. I'm a fucking shower, not a grower. I'm a grower, not a shower, rather. With your hair, it's just like, that's what it is and that's what you got. Another feeling I've had, I've had since I've done it is that I've always from afar admired the camaraderie that seems to exist between black people and really other, all other ethnicities that is not white. There seems to be a brotherhood. White people don't have that. And now, 
with this shaved head, I'm getting a sense of community. Because when I walk into a place, I feel drawn to other bald people. We may not know each other, but we see each other. We make eye contact. A subtle head nod. And there's a deep-rooted understanding that there's a trauma that's been experienced, that involved denial, that involved acceptance, and that involved confronting it head-on and dealing with the problem. It's like going to war with somebody. You might not have been on the battlefield with them, but when you're in a room with somebody else who was in the same war you were, you can kind of tell. And then you get together and you talk about it and you realize the both of you have looked into the eye of the enemy and put a bullet in their fucking head. So it's nice being bald. Balding to men is what gaining weight is to women. It hurts. We don't want it mentioned. We want people to pretend like it's not even taking place. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody handle anything worse than a man being told his hair is thinning or a woman being told she's getting heavy. I would rather tell my mom that she failed me as a mother than look a woman in the eyes and tell her she's gaining weight. And it's nice because it seems to me in the female community when a woman's gaining weight, other women don't mention it. They support it blindly, in fact, and they lie. A friend of theirs gains weight. They see them and they go, oh, are you, are you losing some poundage? You look good. You're looking, you keep doing what you're doing. You're beautiful. If a man, if one hair on a man's head falls out, his friend will notice it and say, the fuck is going on with your hair, dude? One of my friends, my shit started going and I confided in a friend that I was nervous about losing it. And what he decided to start doing was that anytime we had a conversation at a random point during the dialogue, he would just do this. He'd glance up and stare at my hairline because he knew I would notice. And I'd be like, what the fuck are you looking at? Is it worse than usual? And he'd fuck with me that way. So that's the only difference. But those are the things that men and women cannot handle being told is happening to them. But it did. Walking around with a shaved head at first felt like I was, I might as well have been walking into a place with my dick out. That's how vulnerable the feeling was. And, uh, I don't know. Part of me thinks the world would be a better place if men were forced to work, walk around with their junk on display. Don't you think? I think big dick dudes would probably be a problem and a menace to society, but you'd eliminate all these small dick motherfuckers running around being complete assholes, which is what's happening. How often do you run into a dude behaving like a piece of shit? Yeah, it's small dick energy. That would not... The nicest... If, we, if men had to walk around with their pieces hanging out, the nicest people in the world would be dudes with tiny dicks. James Corden, he's, he wouldn't be cursing out waitresses at the bazaar, I'll tell you that, over a fucking you know, piece of onion in his wife's egg white omelet. Okay, Every dude who's ever treated like waitstaff, like shit, has a piece that they're upset with. Undeniably. If you were to draw a picture of a dude that you thought would have the smallest piece on earth, it would be James Corden. And if he was forced to walk around with that thing out, he's, even if his wife was like, you need to curse this woman out about having this condiment on my eggs immediately, he would be like, I'd love to, honey, but I can't because she's going to point out my thimble dick. No small dick dude is talking shit to anybody when the other person could just easily be like, Are you sure this is what you're really upset about? 
some onion in your egg white omelet, or is it because you have a thimble for a penis? It just provides you with the best comeback ever. You don't even have to be a funny person. If a small dick dude is getting out of line and you can see it, all you have to do is be like, but your dick though. But your dick though. And then his dick would get even smaller and he'd have to walk away. Also felt more patriotic on this 4th of July with my shaved head. Feel much closer to America with this haircut. The less follicles you have, the prouder you are to be an American. In fact, I sang that song on the 4th of July. Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave their right to me. And I proudly stand up next to you. How was your fourth? My fourth. Spent it with my parents, which is, it's funny, the, the older I get, the more fun. I'm having hanging out with my parents. I think it's also, you know what becoming a dad has done for me? It's made me a better son because I now fully get like how hurtful it would be for my kid to like be mean to me, even though my kid's way too young to do that. But even if if my kid doesn't laugh at uh, an attempt I do, I make to make him laugh, that shit hurts. So I can't imagine how much it hurts when your kid's actually a piece of shit to you. So maybe like subconsciously that's making me want to be better to my parents. It's also, I'm just getting older and I'm getting worried that like, I mean, they're going to die. I'm going to regret it. But it's not even on a superficial level, really. I just truly want to enjoy my time with them now. I want to have real dialogue. I want to make them happy. I want to create good memories. It's nice. And they're fucking, dude, you realize how funny your I don't think anybody's parents aren't funny. Maybe not like stand up, professional comedy funny but like everybody's parents have their own fucking neuroses and tics and just quirks that are like if you can truly step back and not be frustrated with their constant overbearing it's it's all very funny dude and uh i know my dad's not the only fucking dude who does every every old male boomer specifically is obsessed with giving directions if you make the mistake of like being, being like, what's the address to the place we're going? They won't give you the address. They'll give you every street you need to get on to get to that place. Ah, you take the I-95 to Q23 and then 347 takes you southbound on the, you know, roundabout to the I-49,000. And then you get off at, you know, Sagamore Bay, Hickory Drive. And I'm just like, I don't know any of these roads. I'm just going to put it into GPS. And they never acknowledge. They never, I've never had an old man begin to tell me directions and then when i go i'm just going to use gps they go oh okay they continue to give you the directions to completion i've never seen an old boomer not start directions and then finish them it's like they were all told when they were younger if you don't fucking if you start a pair of directions and you don't finish them your dick will fall off it's they're they're all just like look my life's been all right. I haven't done a ton. But the one thing I can do is get you from the Hamptons to Levittown on memory. I spent a lot of time driving these roads. Trying to get away from my family. I know them like the back of my hand. Let me use it, please. I was thinking back on the time where, uh, dude, before for comedy shows when I first started. Not really first started, but early in the, in the career. I would do this thing called barking where you you stand outside of a comedy club and you yell at people. Not yell at people, but you tell them. 
We got a free comedy show about to start. We got $5 margaritas. Going to be a hell of a time. Comics from Comedy Central, Netflix. That was a lie. But they're going to be here. Come on in. And that's what you would do. And I, I was, dude, I would get roasted by people. Just, you know, I'd get called just retarded Jake Gyllenhaal. An unfunny fuck. I'm funnier than you. I don't need you. Is the show good? Doubt it. Drop dead. Just bad, awful, cutthroat shit. And uh, nothing ever hurt more than when just an Asian person would walk by you and ignore you. They are, Asian people are professional ignorers. There's, I've never been ignored by a person that is able to communicate their disrespect for your existence on the planet the way that Asian people are. It's astounding. One of my best friends was Chinese, and every every other week, I wasn't sure if he hated me or not. Sometimes I'm convinced that I I genuinely think I could pick a car up off of an Asian person, and they would just get up and walk away. I don't think I'd get a thank you, appreciate you, or even a bow. And of course, it's not all Asian people not trying to generalize, but the people who were best at that, in my experience, or would give me the vibe that they would do that, are only Asian. 